Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr. It's not right, but it's okay. I'm gonna make it anyway. Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. Credit cards are marketed as tools of convenience. You know, why carry around all that cash? It's also marketed as a means of getting something for nothing. You know, discounts and rewards points. But we all know the truth. Using credit cards is about instant gratification. On this edition of Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, I'll give you a hard reality check on the high price we all pay for convenience and the real cost of instant gratification. The truth, indulging your every desire is the exact opposite of the habit of delayed gratification necessary to build wealth and gain financial stability. Also, for the past several weeks, I've been inviting you to submit questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast, and you've responded with some great ones. And I'll address one on today's podcast. Listen up. You may not have asked this question, but I'll bet you'll be helped by the answer. But first, credit cards are marketed as tools of convenience and a means of getting something for nothing, like those discounts and rewards points. But let's face it, we all know the truth, especially those of us who know darn well we are not carrying that much cash around with us. Using credit cards is about instant gratification. I can have what I want right now, even though I don't actually have the money to pay for it. However, do you know how much instant gratification is costing you? Most of us have no idea. If you took the time to calculate the price, you might think twice about paying it. So let's say you want to purchase a $300 pair of shoes. Option A, diligently put aside $60 each month until you have enough cash to just make the purchase outright. Option B, make the purchase right now using your credit card. How much will that instant gratification cost you? The answer to that question lies in how long it takes you to pay off the credit card balance created when you borrow the money for the shoes. That's right. When you use a credit card, you are borrowing money, which you must repay with interest. So if you have a credit card that charges 15% interest on outstanding balances and you make payments on that balance equal to the $60 a month you could have saved to buy the shoes, it will take you at least six months to pay for those shoes, spending a total of $360. Assuming you pay your credit card bill on time and don't incur any additional penalties or fees, that means you pay an additional $60 for instant gratification. But they're on sale, you're thinking. Or you may be worried that the shoes will be sold out in the five months it could take to save the cash to buy them. However, not only is that unlikely, it is far more probable that the shoes will be available in a couple of months at a lower price, on deep discount at the store, or even available at a nearby outlet mall, than they were when they first came out. By waiting, you could end up paying as little as $150 for those $300 shoes. Add in the price of instant gratification, and you've hypothetically saved $210 by taking the time to put aside cash for those shoes. You could use that to pay down debt or boost your savings, 
Or you could bank half and use the other half to reward yourself for your patience and financial discipline with a second pair of shoes from that outlet mall. This is a very basic and simplified example, but you don't need to be a math whiz to figure out the price of financing instant gratification with credit for any purchase. Now multiply that by the dozens of times you probably swipe that credit card, borrowing money at interest every month. There are lots of great online calculators that will tell you how much interest you will ultimately pay on a credit card balance, depending on how long you take to pay it. Or better yet, get a credit card debt payoff app on your smartphone so you can do the math right on the spot, in the store, before you make a purchase. Here's my point. Pursuing financial freedom and wealth for your life means doing everything you can to avoid paying for instant gratification. Delayed gratification, diligent savings, and disciplined spending are the keys to improving your finances and getting you on the path to financial freedom. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. It's not right, but it's okay. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. Welcome back to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Each week I've been inviting you, the listeners, to submit questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast. I recently received a great question from Crystal in Connecticut. I'm finally at the stage of my life where I think I need to have a financial planner to help me achieve my goals. How do I find the right one? This is a great question. One of the most important steps you can make in handling your money matters is hiring a pro to help you set and achieve your financial goals. A good financial planner can be an invaluable asset to your wealth building efforts, but be prepared to do what it takes to find the right pro for your needs. Start with getting referrals from friends, relatives, and associates. Once word gets around that you are looking for help managing your money, there will be plenty of people lining up to help you. Then, to separate the pretenders from the contenders, take the following steps. Check for their professional credentials. Don't just accept any combination of letters after their name. Look for the hard-to-get acronyms, especially CFP for Certified Financial Planners. That means it requires testing and ongoing education to get it and maintain it. Other certifications may also be valid, but you want to check to make sure they didn't just pay a fee to add fancy sounding letters after their name. Then check all candidates track records with FINRA.org. That's F-I-N as in Nancy, R-A.org. As well as SEC.gov to see if any regulatory actions have been taken against them. Check with NASAA.org to make sure they are registered with your state securities department and check for complaints against them. Now, once you've narrowed it down to at least three possible candidates, 
interview them. If you don't feel as comfortable with them as you would with your personal physician, after all, you're going to have to trust this person to be financially naked with them, keep looking. Don't worry, you will find the right match for you. Again, great question, Crystal. Thanks a lot. If you have questions you'd like me to address, send an email to alfrededmondjr at gmail.com and I'll answer them on future editions of the podcast. That's alfrededmondjr at gmail.com. Or you can follow and direct message me on Instagram or Twitter at Alfred Edmund Jr. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed, How Decisions in Pursuit of Sex, Love, and Relationships Impact Your Career, Business, and Financial Success at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. Come back for more next week. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.